0: So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 185 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Mickey Earl. Mickey lives just west of Portland, Maine, where she is a life coach of over 20 years, now a weight loss coach, and she also leads an online devotional community called The Flourish Network. I love the sound of that because we all want to flourish, right, Mickey? Yes, we do.
1: Yes, we do. We sure do.
0: So welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I've been looking forward to this a lot.
0: Well, me too. Right before we started recording, we both realized we're drinking our coffee out of blue and white mugs that look like...
1: Yours are way more fun
0: than mine. Well, is, though, I have my but. calamity wear I've talked about it before, but yours I love it too and I love blue and white china. My grandmother had blue and white china, so I grew up just loving it and have it all over my house as yep. well. Got so my black coffee in there. Me too. We're ready to go cuz it's it's early in the morning for me right now. Well, it? it's not early in the morning. It's it's earlier than I usually record a podcast, but I don't mind it. I love it cuz then it's like I'm an, I'm a morning person. Yes,
1: me too. Me so too. I like to for sure.
0: Do my work in the morning and then relax in the afternoon. <laughs>
1: You got your whole day ahead of you then.
0: Exactly. So, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that?
1: That was in early January of 2019. I'll back up and tell you a little bit about how we got there. I've been overweight off and on most of my adult life, as most people share. Um, I'm five foot 10. And so I carry my weight well, I'm Mm -hmm. told. But then with every baby gained a little bit more weight. And so it got more and more difficult to lose it. I would lose successfully up to 35 pounds with Weight Watchers, with Atkins, with all different kinds of things. And I remember I finally tried to get into the groove of, okay, I'm just going to be happy with the way my body is. I'm just going to you know, why not? Let's just, I kind of got enamored with that movement where I said, let's just love our bodies the way we are.
0: And you know, I did too. And it, we want to love our bodies. I'm not criticizing that mentality because we do. Once we really learn to listen to our bodies, we can all learn to love our bodies, you know, warts and all. But that doesn't mean that we have to accept that we're going to feel bad, in our bodies. Correct. I felt bad when I was 210 pounds.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you get to the place, you get to an age in the maturity where you begin to look at it as okay, this is not working for me because it's taking up too much headspace. Right. That was the thing that was really irritating me, that every morning when I would lie in bed, I would lay there and think to myself again, all right, I've got to do something to get this weight off. And I'm I'm not an unintelligent woman. I've run businesses. I've been successful at lots of things in my life. It was such a mystery to me as Mm -hmm. to why I couldn't get it done. So I remember on November the 11th of 2018, I wrote in my journal that I don't care what it takes or how long it takes. I am going to figure this out and I'm going to go looking for whatever information I need to be able to make this work because I am so done with this and I want On to 11,
0: lose it. On 11-11, I mean, that's a powerful it, number.
1: It was, and I <laughs> wanted it to be done forever. And right. so I just said, that's, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So I began the normal ways. I I began with, you know, modifying my food and trying to exercise more. I did all of that and there were up and down days, but my determination was Pretty solid. I wasn't going to give that up. And then I remember I lost about 15 pounds from November from that day until about the third week of January. And then I somebody I, I don't even know remember what it was, Jen. But there was something uh, I coach all the time, and right. and I one of my clients said to me, you know, I just found this new book by Jason Fung. Um, my husband's diabetic, and but I read it because I wanted to help him. But then I realized this is going to help me. She said, I think you'd be interested in this book. And we, I was not even coaching her for weight loss. We were coaching her for a job promotion. And so right. I said, okay, that sounds interesting. I was a little offended by the word obesity, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I had right. really, I had gone into the obese category, which was just really, n- uh, knocking down my self-image a lot. So well, you know, I, it's
0: true. And you're coaching people. You're like, how can I coach people and give such good advice? And I am obese.
1: I, that's exactly what was in right. my mind mm-hmm. all the time. And so I went and got the book immediately. And I cannot tell you what began to happen in my mind because I'm a woman that believes, I, I really believe strongly that scripture that says God has given us everything for life and godliness. And I, I kept saying, you know, what is it? And for us as women of faith, one of the bad things that happens for us is when you're overweight, you get this internal message that you are not pleasing God and that you are not living a good life. And that So though you discount it, you know the nature of God is loving and accepting. You still got this message going on in your mind that you are disappointing Him.
0: Like, why can't I care for my bodily temple in the way that I am trying to? Why am I failing? You, You feel like you're failing, right? That's the
1: only place to go with that thought process is, I am failing in this I'm process. Weak. I'm not a good enough Christian. Mm-hmm. That's the way right. we had to think about it. So when I saw that, I knew that this was the missing piece. When I read that the way that our bodies work and our response to hormones, I thought, of course, this is true. I, you know, when you, you know when you know truth. You when you right. hear truth, you know you've heard truth. And it was like, it just completely locked into my mind. And so I immediately went on. Google and began to look up everything on intermittent fasting, and your book came up, and so I ordered it immediately, and I began to read. Delay, don't deny, and then I, I, it was like the way that you wrote it was so engaging, and so you've you've done such a service to us as women.
0: Well, thank you by
1: bringing it into our our life. It was not it was. Fung is a little scientific, and I, I loved it and I enjoyed it. But me the too. average woman won't enjoy that. Right. Won't you know be put off by that? Yours is such a good story. You're hilarious when you write, Thank and so you. I would <laughs> laugh my head off when I was reading it. And I would get these pictures of who you were and what you were doing as you were saying it. And I I just thought this is my this is my life. This is what this is what's going to do it for me. And it did. I began to uh, I didn't begin to coach that right away. I I just was in the groove for myself, and I lost fifty four pounds. Between November 11th and uh, the end of July, I lost 54 pounds. Wow. And easy. It, it was, I mean, obviously I had the normal mental struggle and right. uh, old urges and triggers and cravings and all that stuff that was going on. But but it was it was really quick. I, I was amazed. And I, I wasn't starving myself. I w- refused to take the diet mentality of right, good. good foods and bad foods and all of that. I just, just went through the process and lost the weight. And then I began to move it into my coaching because my clients, I Zoom coach. My clients began to see me dwindling down. And so what the heck are you doing? And so I began to coach with just my one-on-one clients. And then I began to teach a class. I put up a post in my church to say we would you know, have a class. 60 women showed up. I love that. Oh, it was crazy. It was like everybody, when they got the information, it was like, this is the missing piece. This is what works for us. I had them all order your book. Um, and so the and it's been two years now. I, I have kept the weight off. Living That's this deep. lifestyle has kept the weight off, and with ease. It, I've never. I there's no doubt in my mind that I will never be overweight again, and that is just such a freedom. There's such it freedom really, in this lifestyle. Really, really,
0: really is. You know, I remember that keeping it off. You know, we, we've lost weight a million ways. Yes, yes. But keeping it off, and every time we would yo-yo higher than we had before, and. I just, I'm going to an event where, you know, we're recording this in, um, it's, it's October 1st. Oh it gosh. is. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it'll be February, but it's October. I couldn't remember what month it was, but I'm recording this in October. I'm going to an event where I have to wear a formal dress next week. And I went shopping and looked at formal dresses and everything looked very mother of the bride or like you're a teenager. Yes. I yeah. couldn't find anything in between. So I went in the very back of my closet. I found some dresses that I wore when I was in my 30s in my diet pill Years, which, okay, sorry. Sorry, everybody. I've told that story before, but I was desperate. My doctor prescribed them. I lost the weight. As long as I took the diet pills, I kept it off, right? (laughs) But I had these two dresses, and, you know, they fit me now at the age of 52.
1: Isn't that wonderful?
0: Yeah, and they're beautiful. They they're classics. Um, one is like a classic Nicole Miller from oh, yes, you know, right. the early two thousands. Beautiful dress. So I'm like I'm gonna wear these dresses from. But but I have the the point of that story is, you know, I was taking diet pills to maintain my weight or doing crazy things, and then as soon as I stopped, my weight went crazy. I've been at this weight with intermittent fasting since 2015. is it It's wonderful. now, yeah, by the time people are hearing this, it's t- it's 2022. Yes. And I'm not yo-yoing. No. And, you know, I'm able to pull out a dress from my 30s and put it on and wear it. And we're calling it vintage, right? Is it vintage? <laughs> <laughs> and that's
1: very popular.
0: <laughs> we're calling them vintage dresses, but I'm not really sure if it's quite old enough. But, but you know, the the idea that we now have the secret to not yo-yo. Yes. Now I'm not going to say my weight doesn't fluctuate within a range because oh, sure. a couple weeks ago I had been to the beach for three weeks and I'd eaten a little more and a little, you know, and I was like, Ooh, I'm a little fluffy, fluffy in the middle. So I just tightened up my window. I didn't change what I was eating. Just tightened it up. I actually went out and bought a dress that I thought I would wear and, um, tried it on again yesterday and it was too big. And just from a couple of weeks of tightening my window and and not even dieting, yeah, you know, I went to Nashville in there and ate out, but I had a tighter window, and it's amazing. We it's could just dial it in. Freedom, uh, it freedom, is such
1: freedom it is. And I, one of the hardest things that you work with people and with yourself as you're losing weight is. Discarding the old mentality of "I can't have that," "I shouldn't have that," right. "I'm being good," "I'm being mm-hmm. bad," "I'm on something," "I'm off something." That whole fluctuation that goes on in your head all the time that exhausts you emotionally and right. completely depletes your willpower. So, so that you know that has changed radically too. I I sometimes look at women and say, "If I could just put in your head what I know." Oh you yeah, know. download it. Yeah, what what I know that I know. There's this. Right. There's this. You go from this stage of I hope that this is it. I right. hope that this is true. I hope this is what it seems to be. To you know that you know that you know. I remember when I lost about 35 pounds one morning, Jen. I looked in the mirror and I I said this time it's done. I, I it, it was this it was this grasp of of reality that this is over. This battle is over. Yeah. No, I'm not there yet, but it is over. And that has just been an astonishing shift in my whole perception because As most women, we believe we're going to be on a diet for the rest of our life. If we're going to be thin, we're going to be on a a diet for the rest of our lives. And that thought is completely gone. I I know. I believe that God gave us food for enjoyment. I believe he gave it to us for our nourishment. I believe he gave it to us for fellowship and and community. I believe all those things are supposed to be part of our life. And we couldn't make those two things. We can make all those things go together in the weight loss process and being thin in this lifestyle All of those things are present and wisdom shows up and you choose based on what your body feels like rather than whether I should or should not have it. I mean, it's just a, it's a massive shift in your thinking and it is such freedom. It is such joy and such freedom to live like this.
0: One of the saddest quotes in the entire world to me is one, I'm just going to paraphrase it. I can't remember it exactly, but you know, people, people will be trying to diet and they'll say, food is only fuel. Food is just fuel. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, it's not. It's so much more than fuel. Food is fuel, but it's so much more. Like, you know, are you a mom?
1: Oh, yes. I have four children and 13 okay. grandchildren.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm envious. I don't mean my, my boys are young still. You know, I'm not like rushing. One's not married. So I'm not rushing the grandchildren. But, oh, I can't wait for the grandchildren. It's the best. I'm going to take them to the beach. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be the beach grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> Come stay with me at the beach. They will all want to. Anyway, Absolutely. That's I've had that in the back of my mind when, when we got the beach property. Anyway— Promo code IF Stories 10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's BIOPtimizers.com slash IF Stories. Promo code IF Stories 10. You know how when you prepare a meal for your your kids, right? It feels like such love, especially when they get older. Like Will will come over and I'll be like, "Let me fix you something." Yes, absolutely. And you just feel you feel like it's it's a you know, love to to feed your family. Absolutely. And and to think that you're you're just fueling him. No, no, you know, it's it's so much more. And sitting down to a meal with friends and, and baking bread for someone. Yes, and-
1: yes absolutely. I, I belong to a cohort of uh, coaches. And um, since I've begun to do the weight loss coaching, I've kind of tuned in to all the weight loss coaches in the group. And there's a couple of them that have this kind of stream of thought that we're going to just teach people. To just look at food food as just something as a source for themselves. And and they coach that way. And wow. I, I just, I had to speak up and say, there's just absolutely no way. I, I can't, I don't believe that. I can't, I don't believe I can hook belief in women for that. I don't believe it's true. I don't believe that's right. right. I think when we make it just a fundamental need we rob ourselves of one of the great delights of this life yes. is the joy of good food. And um, when we learn to eat and enjoy more of food, the way God gave it, made it to us, the way he gave it to us to fuel our bodies, we really kind of come into agreement with our bodies. We come into agreement with our life, but that does not exclude cinnamon rolls and cheeseburgers and you know all the other things that we enjoy as well. It's called wisdom. It's called right. wisdom and following the cues of your body. And, and it has worked. So well. I love the way that you talk about that in your books, because you're not you're not prissy about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I, 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 I've been called many things, but never prissy. <laughs> I, love,
1: I love it. And you're not all uptight and perfectionistic no, about this. No, and that no because just,
0: you just have to be messy. Yeah,
1: you, life is messy, for Pete's yep. sake. Our brains yep. are messy. And uh-huh. so it's uh, just... Allowing your body to lead where it's going to go as you do the fasting, it's just changed everything. And I, I have to tell you, I've had this really unusual experience in the last three months. I think most people, I don't know, my experience with my clients is that most people think that they need to eat late, start late in the day, and then finish up later. in the, right. and the I think people- they're looking at circadian... Rhythms and they look at lifestyles. Most people's lifestyles are to eat their large meal at the end of the day. And so they kind of go that way. And so, me too, that's what I did. I would open my window at noon or one and usually close at five or six, and I, it was all good. And so, recently, I thought, you know, I'm going to try something. And I, I I began to realize that I was hungriest about two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So I thought, okay, let's start paying attention to that. And So then when I started eating at two and stopped completely and just didn't eat anymore after that, I wasn't hungry. But then I would get a little bit hungrier earlier in the morning. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna bump my window up a little bit. So I, I would open my window at 9.30. Jen, I'm losing weight again.
0: Okay. So you're finding that Eating in the morning at nine thirty is working really well for your body.
1: It's making my body. I, I, I'm the goal was not to. I don't. You know, I'm in you my healthy weight to lose range. More no, weight. and I'm not. I'm not too thin mm-hmm. for any by any statement. Right. But I've lost another two and a half pounds in wow. the last several months, and I'm thinking, yep. what on earth? But it's just by the shifting. Of to what so my body early. naturally tells me to do. So yeah. it's really tuning in is really an important part of this process. That's it sure.
0: is. And experimenting. And, you know, I don't want anybody to think. And sometimes people do. People think that that because this is what I do, you know, I, I do better when I wait and have a later window because I've tried all sorts of things. And I know this is what feels better for me. But people think that I think everybody should do that. And I don't. And so I know people who wake up, have their window first thing close it go about their day and that feels best for them. Right. For me when I when I try to eat early I'm more lethargic during the day. I don't feel as great and then I'm starving like by about you know 8 hours after whatever I ate I'm I'm starving and miserable. And so that is not a way I can live. But but there are people that that is the exact way they should do it. It, you, because
1: you tune in. I've now lost in. 83 pounds.
0: What? 80? Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah,
1: 83 pounds total. And that's, um, I just thought I was going to be, at the very best, chubby the rest of my life. So, yeah. So here oh, I yeah, am a grandmother. yeah, I used
0: to tell people that. I used to, like, people would be like, oh, because it was when I was obese. So I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, you look so young. I would tell my age. And they're like, I can't believe it. I'm like, well, you know, it's the because I'm, I'm pudgy. I don't have the lines, right? <laughs> I would joke about it.
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's that's one of the ways that we. I couldn't joke about it, Jen. How'd you do that? Well, I don't
0: know. I, I guess you know if you just poke a little fun at yourself, then, it's you true. Know, it's, Not take yourself so like seriously. It doesn't bother you, yeah. but if it did, it bothered me every second. Yeah,
1: right? absolutely. It did. absolutely it does. It did.
0: But you're you are just beautiful. I can see your skin. Everybody else can't see, but I can. You have the most beautiful skin. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you. I have good genes, and I grew up in the South. I grew up in Texas, and so you didn't set foot out the door without sunscreen on. And so that's, that's been my whole life. I've, I've lived like that. So that makes a difference, I think. Oh. Well, it's, it's
0: just porcelain and just beautiful. You're so and... kind.
1: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I do go out in the sun, but <laughs> I love the heat. What can I say? Yeah. Do you miss Do you miss the warm weather out there in Maine? I
1: miss the springs. I mean, because we really don't have. We call it mud season in Maine. Oh gosh, <laughs> we're coming into our most glorious. Have you been to Maine? Have you come to Maine? Recently? You know,
0: one summer when I worked, when I was um, in college, the summer between my. I guess it was between my junior and senior year, I I spent a summer working for a company called University Directories, and I was in Vermont for part of it. Right. And then I was in Massachusetts. I worked at MIT and and, and, and sold— Sold yellow page ads for right. college directories, right. but we took a trip to Maine. But it was in the summer. This beautiful then It was beautiful, then too. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. but
1: the fall is magnificent. And so I'm looking at my window right now, and the tops of the trees are just beginning to turn. We've dropped mm-hmm. down into the 40s uh, at nighttime this week, oh, wow. and so our, see, our I'm leaves will to yes. yeah. It's, it's you've got on a sweater. <laughs> I do have on my sweater.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: I do. So this is beautiful time of year. All of our leaf peepers begin to show up here. Come just to see the the foliage this time of year, but so I invite you to come to Maine, Jen. You'd well, love this.
0: You know, I, I, I'm sure I would. I'm gonna have to come during like the fall. Yes, it's
1: beautiful. <laughs> Definitely
0: it's beautiful. not during the winter. No. <laughs> maybe even during the summer. I I don't know. I could handle the summer.
1: Yeah. You'd love the beach here. That's for sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure that I would. Although I will not get in the water because when I, that summer that I was just talking about when I spent up in, in the New England area, we went to Cape Cod. Oh, yeah. We took a day trip. Yes. And it was a little chilly on the beach. Okay. First of all, it's August. So let me just put this out there. It's August. We're sitting on the beach. And I'm like, boy, that wind is a little chilly. Okay, because I grew up going to Myrtle Beach, the southern beach. In August, the water's like the bathtub, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so I'm like, once we get in the water, we will be warmer. Talking like somebody has no clue. So I run into the water. First of all, it was rocky. I'm like, ow, ow, what's happening? And then it was like ice cold. And I got out, and I'm like, what is wrong with all of you people? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I'm going to the beach this weekend. I have to work, you know, we have a renter leaving the beach house. So I have to go flip it because we're, we're done renting for the season. And so I've got to get it all back to normal. I'm actually going tomorrow. But it's October. The water's still going to be warm enough for me to wait. Oh, in yes.
1: It. Oh, yeah. It'll be lovely. We have here in Maine, we have a group of people called the Polar Bear Club. Oh, so gosh. on January 1st, they don their swimming suits and run into the ocean. So I just thought, uh, okay, no, thank you. No, thank <laughs> you.
0: First of all, I'm not putting on a bathing suit and going outside, much less jumping in the, the ocean. Right. Oh, uh, and there are hundreds of people that do it. They take videos yeah. and films. Well, of I think it's really good for you. You it, know, they I don't know if you is. listen to the Intermittent Fasting podcast with Melanie Avalon, but you know, she interviewed Wim Hof, who is um, a biohacker and he's he's pretty amazing. I've never spoken to him but I've seen some of the things he's written and you know, there's a lot of health benefits with yeah. cold therapy. Yes. You know, I'm looking at not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I like to be cold. Me too. Well,
1: I was just recently, you and I were chatting beforehand. We were talking about the the value of intermittent fasting for immunity. I saw uh, a guy was talking about the things that you can do to, and he was talking about intermittent fasting. He was also talking about the alternation of hot, cold showers. Right. As warm as you can stand it, as cold for five minutes, for three minutes, for five minutes. But I thought, you know, and when you do that, you feel wonderful when you right. get out of the shower, but there is something to it. boost it. It stimulates something in your interferon system so that you're the immune system revs up, so hey, we'll do it all, won't we? <laughs> well,
0: challenge—you know—challenging your body. It's just like with exercise, yes. you know. Yeah. And, and intermittent fasting, and we challenge our bodies with with these mild stresses. Yes. And you know, we don't overdo it. The people are not jumping in the cold water in January and, and staying, staying there for no. an hour. No. They get in, they get out. Yeah. You know, the same with fasting. The same with anything. You can overdo something good. It's true. It's true. And, it and like a little happen. dose can be so beneficial, whereas, you know, overdoing it is harmful. Yes. It's just finding that sweet spot. Our body reacts well to challenges. You know, if we just like laid in the bed all day and never moved, we would right. be so unhealthy.
1: Right. It's the same thing with personal growth. You're, right. The challenges in your life are the ones that teach you the most. You don't You don't go looking for them, but they're certainly the ones that create some resilience in your life. That's for sure. Same thing with your body. So...
0: Absolutely. So 83 pounds. I'm
1: still... And it was 80 until about three months ago. (laughs)
0: 83 pounds. I know. That's crazy. (laughs) I know. It really is. So... Um, when, how long did it take you to get to, you know, like your initial goal weight of where you wanted to be? And then you've been maintaining for how long?
1: For two years. I've been maintaining okay. for two years. Um, I think, let's see, let me think about this. I, November, I started, I would say by mid-September of the following year, I had lost the 80 pounds. Wow. Was, so a
0: little less than a year.
1: Yeah. I, I had lost the 80 pounds. I was in my healthy weight range, um, no longer did it say obese <laughs> and it didn't even say overweight. I'd been overweight all my life. I mean, that's just all my adult life. When I was a teenager, I played basketball and, and that wasn't the case, but certainly since college. So so I'm, you know, I'm I'm thankful that this is a new chapter in my life. I I I know that uh, the vitality of my life has been greatly impacted by this. Far more than just losing the weight, it's been the way that I've lost it because I know that my body is cleaning out and doing what it needs to do to be healthy. And I think I'll be more vital in my mind because of this. And I mean, I just think I think my future it looks a lot better because of the way that we've done this. So I'm happy about that.
0: We come for the weight loss and stick around for the health benefits. Absolutely,
1: right? that that's the natural progression uh, that happens, and and it's not because you feel like you're supposed to. It's not because it's uh, the right formula. It's because you desire to. It's uh, the the joy in this process is a surprise. Because I we, love that. Yeah, we've we've learned to do this with resistance and with the feeling of deprivation and white knuckling it and trying to get through to the other side and just trying to survive till we got there so we could go back to normal. And yes this time, uh, the joy showed up pretty early. I, I was I was in this understanding that I can, I believe that we can choose a mindset of joy uh, regardless of what our life is, that we can choose that. But I'd never really applied that to weight loss because it had right. always been such a miserable experience. And so I, this time I began to look for the joy and it, it, it's just there because of the way that you feel and because of the hope that you have for now the rest of my life is going to be different and I'm not Ever going to have to go back, and that just um, and that you can encourage. I, I'm really a zealot on intermittent fasting. I, I'm an evangelist. I, I talk to people. You know, I, regardless of whether they join my coaching group or not, I really don't care. I just want you to know. Read right. this book. You know, I, I I probably I should probably be your publicist because I <laughs> recommend your book all the time to people. So, you know, I I just think it's it's just such a gift to know the truth, and that's what I really believe. I believe we've been fed a bunch of baloney for a long time, a lot of it not with malicious intent,
0: exactly. and
1: then some with, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. been, uh, we just, we, we didn't know what we didn't know. And I think now that we do, we have just such uh, greater opportunities for living in health for the rest of our lives.
0: Well, you just really know it, like you said earlier. You know truth when you when you hear it, That's right? right? Yeah. But you know, we we've been told all these things. You know, eat less, move more, count your calories, yes. don't eat this, yes. don't eat that, yeah. and we tried every bit of it. Yes, we did. We tried it all, and first of all, it felt bad. You know, and and that that should be a huge clue. When something feels really bad, it's probably not good for you. Although, you know, there is that whole. Puritan kind of mindset yes, that unless it hurts your, you know, no pain, pleasure no is game. bad, yep. right? You know, <laughs> I reject that. I reject that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're we're pleasure seeking, you know, in a in a good way, yes. in, in a healthy way. And once you get back in tune with your um with your body, you realize how much pleasure there is in, in nutritious foods, and then the false pleasure that's in the ultra processed foods that you used to crave.
1: The other day, one of my boys and his family came they have five little boys and they were visiting from south carolina and so while they were here we got a bag of oreos so they were having the oreos and so i picked up one and i put it in my mouth i went
0: oh. uh-huh they like have they always tasted like this i'm like what
1: what on earth and used to be i could i could eat a sleeve of oreos there'd right? be no problem whatsoever but now it's just like no not interested in that whatsoever. And I'm not being good. I'm just, I'm recognizing what it is too. Yeah. Now, mind you, I still love my ice cream. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so.
0: I, when I was in Nashville and you know, the, the thing is, I, I talked about how it was a little fluffy after being at the beach and having really long windows. And in Nashville, I didn't restrict what I was eating. One day we opened our window with ice cream. Oh yeah. We were now walking you're talking, girl. <laughs> and we were walking by this wonderful ice cream place called Jenny's. And I was like, I want that. So I had the three half scoop sampler to open my window. And then later we went and had a, a full meal. Yes. And I didn't restrict myself on a single thing I wanted to eat. Right. and But I lost the fluff because I just tightened up my window a little bit. Right. That was it. Right. You know, it's... I'm not eating diet food or you know, not having the beautiful ice cream. And and it was truly pleasure because it had good ingredients in it. Oh, I love the ice cream. But James I will not cream. eat cheap ice cream. Yeah, like, no, Like, I no. won't. There's a place in North Augusta that I remember from when I was a little girl. And we would go there, and it had stuffed animals everywhere. And it was such a – so one time we went recently, my husband and I, maybe a couple years ago, to eat the ice cream. And I was, like, remembering it from my childhood. And it was just bad ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, I will never go there again. I think they've changed owners. They might be good now, so I don't yeah. know. But... <laughs> But, you know, life's too short to eat the the poor quality.
1: It absolutely is. And your concept of food being window worthy. We talk about that in our coaching group a lot. And you really get very selective about what you allow in your eating window. It's got to taste good and it's got to feel good. I mean, that's those combinations are really important. And so that makes your choices a lot simpler as well.
0: Well, just today, somebody was talking in the the Delay Not Tonight community about ice cream. And she talked about how I, she's figured out ice cream doesn't work well for her body. Right. It makes her feel bad. Right. So she's like, I've realized I cannot eat ice cream unless I accept that if I eat the ice cream, I'm not going to feel well later, later. And sometimes I will decide that, you know, because we do have the power to choose. But it's, it's when you get in tune with your body and realize, and we're not all the same when it comes to what works well and what doesn't.
1: No, we're not. And that tuning in, one of the things I realized was that I was going to have to figure me out. I was going to figure out what my body was. And I was going to have to figure out what my thought processes were, what the history of my thinking, how that had affected my perceptions of all of that. And uh, once I began to kind of tune into that, we we talk in in the coaching environment, we talk about the environments that support change. And for us, it's being able to To make decisions ahead of time. It's about self-awareness. It's about immersing yourself in information. And it's also about accountability. So those things support that process for everyone when they're doing that.
0: So let's talk about some of the other victories that you've experienced besides the incredible weight loss and being able to maintain it. What um, non-scale victories have you experienced?
1: Mm, That's a really good question. I think I'm, I'm pretty confident woman I' I'm, I'm, I've was raised with a great deal of confidence and but there are those places in your life where you just you just hold back you play small right. you uh-huh. don't uh, show up for who you really are and so you're conforming to the world around you and, and you're living in response rather than being proactive towards your life I think one of the discoveries I have, found that even when I considered myself to be a pretty confident, competent woman, there were a lot of places where I was still playing pretty small in my life. And I think it was because of this self-concept of who I was. When you're five foot 10 and 80 pounds overweight, Uh, There's a pretty large footprint there.
0: Right. So you feel like you have to make yourself smaller. You do.
1: And you you can't
0: do it physically, so you do it with your demeanor.
1: With your person. You you subdue, you you hold back, you don't uh, allow who you are to really show up. And that, uh, I, I don't think I ever felt resentful about that, but I didn't really recognize that I was living like that either. And so as I've become much more comfortable in my body, I have been much more comfortable with just being present and showing up for who I am. And it doesn't matter to me if you agree or disagree with me. I, you know, I'm I try to be pretty thoughtful about what I do and I, I'm more considerate of who I want to show up to be in this life, who I want to who I want that manifestation of me to be in this life. And it's no longer about perfection or performance at all. I have found that by losing weight, it's weird. Your old thought process was that being... Then was a vanity point and you wanted it so that you would be prettier and you'd be and so sometimes that mindset is and I shouldn't think that way I shouldn't feel that way because that's arrogant and that's self-serving and that's uh, selfish and the truth of the matter is when you are freer in your body you don't think about it anymore. That is so true. And you just show up and you, you can be present with people and you're present with your own life and in the moment. And and it, I who would have thought that that would be a result of losing weight and not just losing weight because I've lost weight in the past and didn't have that impact on me. I didn't lose this much weight, but I've never had that impact. But what's different is I don't, Ever think about regaining? I know that this is who I am for the rest of my right. life. Me and too. So. Me
0: too. And even as I fluctuate, like I just told the story how I fluctuated up a little bit. I mean, I don't weigh. So I don't, I only know from my clothes and how they're fitting. And I was like, whoop, my jeans are a little tight. <laughs> so I just dial in my window a little bit, but there's no fear. Precisely. And I'm not like, why did intermittent fasting stop? It didn't. I ate out a lot at restaurants and I. <laughs> You know, I just needed to tighten it back up. But the first time you fluctuate a little bit, you worry. And then you realize, oh, no big deal. It's just our bodies have a range. And we just sometimes we're a little on the higher end and sometimes we're on the lower end. And it's easy. And there's nothing to get stressed out. And you are freer in your body. I love the way you said that. You know, even with the flaws that are there and you recognize them and you know I may be in my formal dress from 2003 that but underneath there I've got sags and
1: yes oh, gosh, know, yes.
0: <laughs> oh gosh yes little here and there and but that's okay I I'm free in my body and I'm not worried about that and and I wonder how much of that is also just getting older and realizing that all that stuff we bought into when we were younger and trying to be perfect was just a lie anyway. And if we I would like to go back and talk to my 20-year-old self and say or even my my 16-year-old self and say nobody cares. Yeah. Exactly. Just be confident.
1: Yeah, yeah, precisely. We um, I do a process with the weight loss group called a course called Future You. And we do, uh, in that process, we have some exercises that we do. And we have a conversation about the mindset, about yourself. And I have them write a letter to from the present, who they are today, to their past. And then I have them r- forecast into the future, get an image of who they are going to be, who they're becoming, who they're growing into being, and have that woman write a letter to them here, where they are right now and every time they do that the the results in them are astonishing number 1 to do the work to capture who you're becoming who you're growing into it takes some work because we take we tend to live from our past rather than living into our future and so when you begin to live into your future a whole horizon of hope shows up. And when you can allow yourself to begin to think into that life and that person that you know is there in you but you've never allowed to be there, when you allow her to have a voice and begin to speak into who you are today, uh, there's a great deal of wise counsel there. Uh, and, and that just builds the hope that's already bubbling up inside of you, just gets stronger and, and
0: more real in your life. That's powerful. I wish you could coach my husband. <laughs> Bless his heart. He is stuck in that past. He he you know, you know people like that who get stuck in the past mindset and cannot get past the past. But looking into the future and the future you yeah. is powerful.
1: It is. The, the truth is, we use a tool called the Thought Matrix. And it's basically it's uh cognitive behavior therapy that's been put into a coaching environment. And Basically, we begin to realize that the past is no longer real. It's exactly. just a thought. It's just a memory. It only lives right. in your mind. And the truth of the matter is, is that your past may not even be the truth. Your That's mind true. because you remembered it. I mean, think about your siblings. I've got four sisters. I'm the oldest of five girls. My father was a pastor. We I mean, we had that whole life that was there. And my sisters and I, when we get together, we'll think back about something that happened in our past and we all have a very different memory of it. Right. And we'll kind of argue, no, this, That's you know, not this what is happened. what happened. Yeah. That didn't yeah. happen that way. But it's not just it's, not your, it's your perception has shaped your reality. And so our past has been shaped by all these filters we've got in our mind. And to be able to let those stand back and you look at what is today and who do I want to become, allow that to speak into your mindset for what I'm doing today, that changes your ability to hold hope and joy for difficult processes. Exactly. It's difficult losing weight. Uh, that's um, to, say, to dress it up and call it something else is wrong because changing habits is challenging. But when you do it from joy and from true love for the life that God has given you, you are able to do hard things. Think about it. You can't do hard things for things you don't love. But for your children or your mother or your sister or your, our, our dear friend, you would move heaven and earth to make something happen for them. So when you begin to look into the future and see what is possible and what God's given you opportunity for, now hope and joy shows up and you can do difficult things. They're still difficult. Your brain's still screaming at you, telling you, you can't do this, you don't want to do this. And your wisdom brain shows up and says, oh, but yes, I can.
0: Yeah. And you're loving yourself because we've been taught to put everybody else first and that, you know, loving yourself and working on yourself is selfish, yeah. right? That's the whole word, yeah. selfish. <laughs> but I, I come back to, you know, Sherry and I did an episode on Life Lessons. Self-care isn't selfish. No. It's, it's actually essential.
1: Yes, it is. And it's an act of love to the, to the life that you live. It's an act of love to those who love you. Because when you take care of yourself, you're not so hung up on yourself anymore.
0: That's true. That's true. And you you, you just don't even think about it. You just are loving yourself and doing what feels like it will help you to thrive.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Regardless of what goes on in our lives.
0: Yes. Because there's always going to be something, right? There's, there's always going to be hard times. You know, we've had some really hard things that happened in 2021. Something with one of my sons that was really hard. Um, I'm not going to talk about because of privacy for his sake, but we went through that, right? And we're on the other side of it. And, um, you know, we lost a beloved pet in a tragic way, which is really sad. But you still have to find the joy because there's joy in every day. Yes. Even in the hard times. Absolutely.
1: Because coaching is mostly thought work and you're managing your mind, you, I said to a gal the other day, she was railing about, you know, how bad it is right now. We're in the middle of this pandemic, and the shifts in our in our lifestyles and the shifts in our mindsets. And she was upset. She was concerned about some things. And I said, you know, it doesn't matter. We we can desire and want and and work toward the better things that we want for our lives. But we get to decide how we're going to show up. We get to decide how who we're going to be in difficult times. And you've got to ask yourself, do you want to be a person that's living beneath and underneath your life? Or do you want to be a woman who's functioning with authority and choice and control over who she is and how she shows up? And for me, as I think about that, that's one of the exercises that I do in my bed every morning. Instead of now waking up and thinking about, oh, dear Lord, I need to get this weight off. Right.
0: Because that's (laughs) gone. That's
1: (laughs) no longer there. I wake up and I think, all right, who am I going to be in this day? How am I going to show up? Who am I going to be with the people? How am I going to pay attention? How am I going to bring love to those around me? How am I going to make the people's lives that I brush up against more meaningful? I mean, I really focus on what this day is going to hold. And so I used to be a to-do list and um, agonizing over what I looked like and felt like. And now it's how am I going to show up and be present in this life? And how am I going to make it better? Because that, uh, and that's not pollyanny ish That's what we're capable of doing every right. day. We're capable of bringing life force to the world around us. And and it's wonderful. Who would have thought intermittent fasting would make that door open up? But it well, did. Well, <laughs>
0: it's, it's so much more than just, you know, your weight. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's true. It, it takes you on the journey of figuring out, like, like, I, th- I think a lot of it is because we no longer have like, you know, you would wake up every day and your thoughts were consumed with your weight and what you were going to do that day to combat this problem. So we open up the mental space that that used to take. That used to take so much of our mental space. And now we don't have that anymore. So you look around and you're like, all right, what am I going to focus on? What is my mental space going to do? And so then you have time, you're free, you have time to tackle all the other things that are are so much more worth of our attention than just obsessing about our weight and our size and what we're going to eat and how we're not going to eat.
1: Absolutely the truth. Absolutely the truth. I am quite confident that when I breathe my last breath, my thought about the way I looked in this life will be almost null. Correct. But I will have wanted to have shown up as my best self the whole time and be who God made me to be. And so um, surprisingly enough, intermittent fasting has made that possible. So
0: I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about your health. Have you had any health changes, positive health changes that you can identify as a result of losing 83 pounds? I just love saying that.
1: I am really blessed with good health. Um, But one of the things that was beginning to show up was a lot of joint pain. Some issues with my knees and my hips were beginning to show up. And also I've had a uh, low thyroid since my early 30s, since my third pregnancy that began to happen. And so I've been on the thyroid medication Uh, since my mid-30s. And so when I uh, lost all the weight, number one, the inflammation has just disappeared. Um, It's just not there. I'm I'm feeling none of that pain. Used to be when the seasons would change, I would just like freeze up my body would just begin to really suffer from that. That's not happening anymore. And actually I had to go to my doctor and ask her to please do my thyroid test again and just make sure, because they tend to just give you the same, you know, exactly. Here's your
0: dose, Right.
1: And I would ask, is it? Am I? You know, is my medication bringing me up too high on the scale now? And she said, I'm sure it's not, but we'll check. And so, <laughs> sure enough, uh, they cut my medication way back on my thyroid because my thyroid is far more healthy now. And she said, you know, we'll keep a look on that because, you know, the way this is going, this is probably going to get uh, better. And I said, yeah, I I fully expect it to. So, plus the other thing that's been wonderful is my complexion is much uh, clearer. Uh, I actually have fine lines and wrinkles that have actually gone away, at, which That's is, amazing. that never happens at all. The longer I'm in this body, the tighter my skin gets, which That's has fabulous. been a, a real blessing. Uh, my would hair is Would you share your healthy. age? You
0: don't have to share your I'd age. I'd be
1: glad to. I'm 68 years old.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, I, you don't do not. I would never in a million years have thought 68. I was well, thinking 50, you know, the, you know, in my 50s, 50 low, yeah, 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 I appreciate yeah, yeah.
1: that. But I, you know, I, I, I've earned all those years. Right.
0: Well, but <laughs> 13 grandchildren, though, I was yes. like, she's got to be older than, than I thought. That's <laughs> yeah. why I asked.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it all. It's all yeah. wonderful.
0: We, we've earned every one of those years. Yes, That's why we I'm know. never shy about saying my age, I don't mind. <laughs> but not everybody might want to. So. No, it doesn't bother me a bit. <laughs> this podcast is supported by FedEx.
2: or text Wondery Pod to 500, 500.
0: So your, your thyroid medicine decreased. And- yes,
1: and my and my body feels better, and my energy level is much higher and more sustainable, and um, my voice changed. I uh, went to college uh, for voice when I first went. I was a vocalist and been a musician a good deal of my life, Um and had some issues with my with my first pregnancy. They gave me some medications that pretty much ruined my voice. And so, so progressively over the years, my voice got weaker and weaker. With intermittent fasting, my voice is completely strengthened again. That's uh, amazing. I don't I don't I don't know if it was a it was an inflammation response. I, I don't know what caused that, but I know that that has gotten stronger as well. So I, I'm I'm. Anticipating that I'm going to continue to see benefits from this. I got really uh, deep dive-ish with the autophagy thing uh, there for a period of time, uh, watching every YouTube video and reading every article at PubMed. I just, you know, I was in there digging around all the time and and i just amazed at what how god's made our body I'm, I'm just astonished at the way our body can heal itself and strengthen itself and realign itself and so i anticipate that's just going to continue to get stronger and stronger so i'm looking for things to happen better
0: <laughs> uh, you know we are we are meant to age well and yes. our bodies can do it if we just get out of our own way exactly fast it, it, feed nutrients to our body and and feel joy yeah, absolutely. That should be the next one. No, I'm not writing any more fasting books, but <laughs> <laughs> fast feast, feel joy. That's it. I'm with repeat. you on that one. No. <laughs> you know, uh, mindset is so powerful.
1: It is. It's, you know, it's I, as a teacher,
0: I learned that when I when I've, heard, I've talked about the book Mindset, yes, and how that really shifted how I taught to children and and even myself. But you know, and then the studies I talked about in fast feast repeat about the power of mindset, but really shifting our mindset changes us so very much. Absolutely.
1: We don't have much control over some of the circumstances in our lives, but we absolutely have control how we show up in those circumstances. And so when we take ownership for that response, I think... Unlike what you might suspect to be true, that taking the ownership might feel like it's more of a burden and a weight, the truth of the matter, it creates more freedom in your life because you are no longer living in reaction to life, but you can actually be proactive and creative in your life. The force of creativity in us is is something that we fail to recognize because we're so busy responding to life. And we always have the ability to create new. We can create new thoughts. We can create new responses. We can create new friendships. We can create creative actions that we take. We can change things. I mean, you, you've you been involved uh, with kids, and so you know that creative force that's there. And just writing the books that you've been writing, that pulls a whole new level of creativity in you that expands into the rest of your life in much and the same way. And we've all got it. Yes, we've we all do. Got not
0: that creativity, you know. They've they've done research on on kids, and actually, the longer that they're in school, the less creative they become. That's we true. like like. Beat it out of them, or whatever. You know, Teach them to conform. Yeah, we but it out of them. We do. We and so the, the the more compliant they are, the the better behaved they are. The more they, you know, lose that creative spark. But we've all got it. It's just a matter of rediscovering it and, and letting yourself allowing feel it. it to be and
1: without mm-hmm. it having to be a perfectionist. Without it being yes. something that's judged by the rest of the world, but but something that gives you joy in the creating of it. So and
0: being being okay with you're going to make a mistake.
1: Absolutely.
0: I, I mean that's.
1: That was another thing that shifted this time for me because I applied a lot of my coaching mentality to my weight loss this time. And the ability to look at failure as your classroom rather than as your determination uh, really makes uh, you can learn so much more in that process by trial and error. And error teaches far better than success the first time. Well, that's
0: true, you know. You, you learn from every mistake and you learn how to do something different next time. Things you didn't even know to look for. That's the you truth. Didn't even, yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> Embrace it. And, you know, we're just, again, schools teach us that perfect is the goal. You know, you got to get an A, got to get a hundred, you, you know. We're all trying to do this one thing. There was like a period of time in schools where we were giving everyone exemplars. Like, this is what it looks like if it's just... And, and, you know, when I was teaching adults in my, my gifted endorsement classes in the, in the gifted program, I, I gave a lot of open-ended assignments to these teachers because they were all teachers and they would be like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I'm like, great. <laughs> You, now you're getting it, you know, because they, they were like, but, but now you have to tell me what, and I'm like, no.
1: Yeah. Because we're trying yeah. to, we're trying to <laughs> make, we're trying to meet somebody's standard all the time. Yeah. That I, I've got 11, to, I've got to do it to the standard. And of
0: course that comes out in my books as well. Right. Yes. You know, tell me the fasting, you know, like, like I got read Run review. There's like, she didn't tell me what to eat. I, I know. I'm like, well, congratulations. Uh, that's right. I know.
1: Uh, that. That's the number one complaint I get in my coaching group. But where's my food plan? I'm yeah. not And what time one. and what
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's right. right. Because life is open-ended and you've got to craft a way that works for you. That's right. I love that word craft.
1: <laughs> yep. That's exactly what you're doing.
0: Craft your life because we have the power. And I, I, I've said it before. You've probably heard me say it. Someone could follow me around and do exactly what I do and have different results.
1: It's true. That's the truth, and that's the that's the whole figuring you out. I, sometimes I call this the university of you. You have just yeah, got that. to pay attention to you and do what's what you need to happen. So, yep.
0: So you're an evangelist for IF. Do you use it like with with all of your weight loss? Clients, or do you just suggest it and see if they are interested? Uh,
1: we create a program when they first uh, join the coaching group. I have um, a nine-step level-up kind of program, and so I encourage them to do it during those nine levels. And they can do that in nine weeks, they can do it in nine months, however long they want to take to do that. And so, and then when they're at the end of that, we talk to them about intermittent fasting as a tool for weight loss. And if it's still not natural to their lifestyle, then it's not going to be something they're going to sustain so that they can begin to find out what is going to work the best. But most of the time, uh, my clients have such success with that process. Now, they don't all do it the way that I do it. My minimum baseline is an 18-6 and I will usually do a 24-hour fast maybe once every week or so because my life just lets me do that. It just happens. And so um uh, but i've told them you know 168 seems to be between 168 and 186 seems to be a sweet spot for getting weight moving off and if that's works for you give that a shot and and see what happens their weight loss is usually so successful in that range that they don't want to let that go and so and then they they Their appetite correction that you uh, refer to all the time, that really does begin to change. They are so surprised that they're not hungry, that they fight against that. They believe that they should be hungry. And then when they get honest with themselves, they're not hungry. That's one of the key core components of us. If you're not hungry, you don't eat. Even if your window is supposed to open at a certain time and you're not hungry... Don't preemptively eat. Eat right. just respond to what your natural hunger is, and if you'll do that consistently, you're going to fall into a rhythm that just works for your life. And so, so yeah, we we recommend it. We use it as a tool to get started, just to do a training process with that, and then they choose what they want to. We go into an extensive maintenance program when they reach their weight. We're working out what you know what lifestyle will support and what they feel joy in, and what keeps them at a healthy weight, and and that seems to work well. We've got women now who have lost my I got a. a con- Contact from a gal. Some they can join the group, and I may never see them because we do a lot of online work and and a lot of recordings and videos that are there for they're them. They're
0: just there in the background, and they
1: yeah, they don't have to show up if they want to. I got an email from a gal who's been with me now for uh, eighteen months. We got the, she, since the beginning. She joined. It. I've never seen it in her live coaching call. I've never have seen her coaching uh, commenting on any of the live videos. None of that's been there, but I've known she's been there because the membership's still there. So she wrote me an email. And she said, I just thought you'd like to know. I've lost 176 pounds
0: Oh, my Lord. That just gave me goosebumps.
1: I was just dumbfounded. So I emailed her back and I said, so what have you done? And she told me she went to an 18.6 and she cut way back on her sugar and her white flour because her insulin resistance was so high. And she... um, and she she says, "I'm so happy in this lifestyle. so and she has another, I think she's got another eight pounds to go and she'll be done. Wow. The, I, I was just I, I said, what? you know I've got women that've lost a hundred pounds eighty pounds seventy five pounds I mean they, and lots of my clients are over the age of fifty, and that's so that baloney that says that a woman who reaches yep. fifty can't lose weight is a bunch of baloney
0: It is and yeah. just
1: discard that thought forever if you're listening to this now and you have really fallen into the trap of that lie, please discount that lie because that is just not true and and menopause has had precious little to do with this process with the intermittent fasting because your body just goes with what it needs to do to do to support your health and so so yeah i'm thrilled with it i will always be an intermittent faster because it just makes my life easy it just makes life easy
0: we have someone in our community who's 72, and she just posted her amazing, don't you, you know, love photos? Yeah, it just makes me so excited. Uh, and I used to think all that was old till now. I'm 52, I, oh, no, not and I'm like, that's just <laughs> she's a spring course. chicken. <laughs> she, yeah, <laughs> I want to be just as strong as you know. Yesterday, someone delivered when my meal delivery came. I was standing on the porch talking to the termite guys, and the the big box came from FedEx, and the guy was handing it to me. He's like, "This is very heavy," and like, "Well, I am very strong." <laughs> And he handed it to me and it was not that heavy, but you know, I want to be 72 years old, 82 years old. Like I am very strong. I don't want that to change. That's
1: it. Absolutely. There's no reason why that can't happen. That's for
0: sure. (laughs) So I know that a lot of people are hearing this and um, are, are like, you know, I want to connect with Mickey for coaching. So how can they find you? Because people really respond, you know, they can read all of my books and listen to the podcast, join my communities, but sometimes they need one on one they Some need support. more yeah. they need support in a different way than i offer so how can they find you
1: well my weight loss coaching system is called evernew it's e v e r n u and so i have a website evernew.net um, and so they can go there and get more information about the coaching group. And so I coach in two ways. I co- well, I really three. I have a public, I have Mickey Earl Coaching on Facebook. That's a public free site that we just share information. And I've been doing the intermittent fasting evangelism there. And uh, a lot of women lose weight just on the free group. That's all they need, exactly. That's that's all Mm -hmm. they need is just the direction of where to go and and get that done. Then others want more support and so they'll join the private group. And so we have a pretty large group of women that are in a subscription group with us and we do online coaching and training all the time. And we have a website that's got about 75, 80 videos on it. It's kind of like the Netflix of weight loss that's there and different things that they can use to support them process. And then I have clients who hire me one-on-one and they can email me uh, to get that information that that email address is on the website that they can find that to to join us in that and I I you know I truly believe I no longer do I make this about my business I think when you I'm an entrepreneur I've, I've had businesses my whole life but now I look at it as my privilege, I, and I, I love know that, that. Me
0: too. That's how I feel too.
1: It's just such a uh, joy to be able to share the possibility of such freedom with people, and so, however they want to come into my, my their relationship with me, I love doing it. I also invite the women of faith who are listening that you can join me um, at seven a.m is when it goes live, but it's on replay in Flourish Network on Facebook. We do a morning devotion about eight to 10 minutes just to kind of get our heads screwed on straight. And it's kind of a combination of coaching and uh, devotion of scripture work and, and devotion to the Lord. And so I've got a huge community there of women. We have a lot of fun. Uh, and that's And okay. that's the key so, to all of it. We're going to have fun in all of it. We're going to laugh right. a lot. That's it. That's me. That's right. Yeah, Sherry
0: was just listening to one of our most recent podcast episodes because you have to listen to it to make sure there's not something weird in there that didn't get taken out. And she's like, gosh, we're funny. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's good. I don't listen to them, but... <laughs>
1: But it is. I mean, life's too short to just not be enjoying what you're doing. That's right.
0: We've got about one minute left. So in one minute, what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: That it doesn't have to be done perfectly. Right, that you can start and do it maybe a longer fast one day, and then feel really hungry the next day and eat, and just continue to chip away at what it how it brings you into the process. I think I've heard a lot of women who've talked to you here have shared that. But if you can let go of the perfectionism mindset and just really lay hold of discovering what works for you and trying it, you don't know what you don't know. And so until you try, and you're not going to be as hungry as you think you're going to be, and and a little bit of hunger is. Is not going to kill you.
0: So true. Uh, so
1: you'll you'll discover that you're just a lot stronger uh, and freedom is sitting there waiting for you.
0: Well, Mickey, this has been a real joy. And thank you so much for being here today.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Jen.
0: Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G I N Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at recordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader.